those effing C words. Changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary, they may as well be personal. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardships and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those FNC Words. Hello, hello, MCs. I am Marcia Cork. Welcome back to another episode of Ooh, Those FNC Words. The holidays are upon us, MCs. Yes, for so many, this is the kickoff to what's often described as the happiest season of all. We gather, we give thanks, we look forward to reconnecting to loved ones. But for so many others, it's a difficult time of year as we begin to grieve the people we've lost, relationships that have ended, and even mourn the absence of the relationships we want, right? It can feel more like holiday blues. So I'm going to shift gears as we move into the holiday season. You know, I brand myself as the change coach, but what I don't mention often is that I'm a certified grief recovery specialist. Now, grief is the normal and human reaction to change, and the grief recovery method is a comprehensive evidence-based program that I believe in and that I've worked into my coaching. Most people don't know this, but there are over 40 life events in addition to death that can bring on major change and feelings of grief and loss. Those events include, along with death, divorce and separation, losing a job, infertility, a change in our finances, a personal injury or illness, imprisonment. You know, I talk about working with returning citizens, um, losing a pet. Even the addition or return of a family member while we're talking about loss, sometimes it can actually be that someone unexpected comes into our life. So there are so many events and losses that don't get the healing and recovery they need. So as we head into the holiday season, I want to share tips and resources from my grief framework and from the grief recovery method. So MCs, let's start the show, which is a very emotional listener letter for MC Q&A this week. Let's get started. So as I mentioned, we're going to shift gears as we move into the holiday season. I'm building the next few shows around grief, around this, you know, the sense of loss that comes with change and, with, and what comes with the holiday blues this time of year. And I decided to do this after I received a very emotional letter from a listener. So we have a special MC Q&A today, and we have a return from the confidants. Remember, I was calling them the confidants from episode 19, the changed ever after episode. Um, so I have, we used your name last time, right? We used my name, Tiffany. Okay. okay. So <laughs> yeah, so we have Tiffany back to answer this very emotional letter and um, see what she has to say to God got this listener through her divorce this holiday season. So this listener wrote in, she really enjoyed episode 19. She actually starts off by saying she has listened to it more than once. And her letter says, it was so insightful and encouraging, episode 19. I guess I want to ask, how do you just make the decision to divorce without your emotions being involved? I've been in therapy since February and my husband is not making any efforts to work on our relationship and he is actively in a relationship with someone else, but just won't outright admit it. 
Just a little background. She says they've been together for more than 20 years, married for about 18 of those years. They have two boys, one college age and one high school age. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for your guidance. All right, so let's call her emotional. <laughs> so Tiffany, what do you think about that? She said she really wanted to get some feedback from the panel. What are your thoughts? So the first thing I would say, Miss Emotional, is why are you trying to remove your emotions from the mm -hmm. decision? Um, it was an emotional decision to get married. I'm sure it was an emotional decision to separate. And I don't think you should try to pressure yourself to remove the emotions out of the decision to get a divorce. So that's number one. I think it's a very um, fair and relevant place for your emotions to be a part of the decision. But just try yeah. to keep it in perspective. Right. You know, um, emotions will have its place. Logic will have its place in this decision as well. So that's my first yeah. bit. Uh, I just want you to give yourself some grace as it relates yep. to your emotions in this very important decision. But the second thing I would say is that if no efforts toward reconciliation are being made, that inaction is action as well. So mm -hmm. pay attention to that. Um, the separation period is a period for each of you to see how it feels to be apart and to decide if that's what you like. Do you like how that feels? Right. So separation mm -hmm. can either drive you closer together or drive you further apart. So if either of you are not making active steps toward reconciliation, that mm -hmm. speaks volumes. So my ex-husband and myself, we were actually separated for three years. Um, and one of the things that I realized when I decided to go ahead and drive that pony <laughs> into the gate was, okay, it's time to piss I get off the pot, right? You know, there mm -hmm. had been conversations, there had been dates, but there was not a constant effort towards reconciliation. And, you know, something had to give, you know, I didn't want to continue to hang in that space of limbo. And he was dating, I was dating. So what was the point? You know, clearly, neither one of us was serious or willing to um, put all of our cards on the table and do what we needed to do to really make it work. I guess, you know, maybe neither one of us had all of the faith that it required or had all of the trust that it required or what have you. I don't know. But long story short, you know, we just, we didn't get it there. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that speaks volumes. So I would say, you know, if neither one of you are doing the work towards reconciling, then that's something to pay attention to. So maybe the decision yeah. that you need to make for yourself is either we are going to try and we're going to put 100% effort into trying or we're not. And if the two of you can't agree to commit to trying, then I would suggest that you take the appropriate steps to move toward closing this chapter of your life. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And what about the emotion? Go back. Let's circle back to what you were saying about emotions being involved and to give yourself the grace to be emotional about this. So what, yeah, what kind of roller coaster? 
can we tell this listener to expect once she makes the decision to file? Grief. Things are in motion. Yeah. Grief. I mean, divorce is is like a living death, if you will. You know, um, a marriage is something that you intended to be a part of until the end of your life. That was the vow till death do us part. Right. So it's basically like grieving a loss. So you would want to experience some therapy, some counseling. You will need to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be a process. So I would definitely suggest that you seek some professional support, lean on your village, um, do some self-care throughout that process. It's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Mm. So you, you can't negate the role that emotions will play in, in this. All right. I'm sure you are currently hurting and you have been hurting since, you know, things started to go south in your marriage and, and that's not over. It's going to hurt for a long time. It may even hurt after all of the papers have been signed and all of the dust has settled. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's a real thing. So, yeah, don't expect to remove emotions out of the equation. Yeah. So those that's one of the easy phrases that I can share with people and and, and what grief looks like, that constant right. longing for different, for better, and for more. And sure. you are going to mourn the relationship that you used to have. So not just that it's coming to an end, not just looking forward and thinking about what does life look like as a single woman or you know, a single person, but also just the constant longing for what used to be. So mourning sure. the relationship that you used to have and the relationship that you thought you would have for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, mm -hmm. right? So thank you for saying that because I want, that. that's actually the conversation that I want to continue to have for the next yeah. few episodes over this holiday season as we you know, think about the loved ones that we've lost, but not even just loved ones, just different things, different goals that we set for ourselves this time of year, even as we approach New Year's. You know what I mean? We, we right. think about- changes that we want to make in our lives and the people that we expected to make those changes with. If we lose a sibling, but we had goals, you know, vacations planned with, with that sibling, like all those things you don't really think about um, coming to an end and mourning right. all those things as the bigger part of the loss, not just that person not being in your life anymore, exactly. not just closing this chapter, but all of the plans, goals, and expectations that existed mm -hmm. within that relationship, you know, mm -hmm. you're grieving as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for wanting to support and encourage this listener. Is there anything else you'd like to close with before we go? I just wish you the best of luck, you know, be patient, figure out what you need to do to take care of yourself um, share what you want to share with your family and friends when it feels right for you. You know, there will be questions. And if you're like me, you may feel compelled to answer those questions yeah. or share mm -hmm. things that you may not feel ready to share. But, you know, I know I had a lot of deer in the headlights moments type of moments mm -hmm. just because I am a an honest person, right? If you ask mm -hmm. me a question nine times out of 10, I'm going to answer it without mm -hmm. even considering, you know, myself or whether or not I wanted to, I felt prepared to answer it in that moment, right? So just maybe come up with those two or three sentences that may be your- Script response. of sorts. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just script whatever it is that you want to share for whatever That's season a good idea. you're in. Yeah, of of healing um with it, right? And just leave it at that. You know, and everybody yeah. doesn't deserve an answer. You don't owe anyone any piece of information that you're not ready or willing to provide for them, right? So maybe script out some responses, um, decide who you owe, a, if anyone, who you owe or want to give an mm -hmm. answer or response to, you know, um, create your self-care toolbox, be it journaling, um, movies, walks, yeah. exercise, just whatever yeah. it is that helps you feel okay and well. Um, and just allow yourself the space and the time to grieve and get through this and take care of you. You will be okay. There is life and happiness on the other side. And we are Absolutely. rooting for you here at, ooh, those F and C words. <laughs> Write us back if you need more input. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Tiffany. You're I appreciate it. And I know Emotional appreciate, appreciates it as well. This was a special oh, request to have Absolutely. you guys back to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, Renee, what guidance and advice do you have for this listener? Um. Okay. For one, um. I would say never discount your emotions. Like it's it's going to be impossible <laughs> to not be emotionally yeah. connected. This is someone that you have spent a large amount of your life with. Um, you've grown together. I mean, um, you've changed together um, both in many ways. Um, so yes, you're definitely going to be emotionally con connected. Shoot. Yeah. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. There's definitely going to be ups and downs. And there's going to be times when you're going to doubt yourself and say, should I have done this? Was this mm -hmm. really something that's going to help me? And you're going to mm -hmm. have all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's when you really ask yourself, if I move on, am I doing it for the right reasons? Am I doing it to make myself happy? Because at the end of the day, you, your happiness comes first. It should always come first. Um, so as long as you're working toward your happiness, and unfortunately, sometimes that includes cutting ties. And that could, that could be with your, with your husband. That could be with family, friends. Sometimes it happens, unfortunately. It's, it's a thing yeah. with relationships. So don't, don't feel like you're a failure in that you're emotionally tied to this person. It's not going to shut off. It's completely not going to shut off. You're yeah. going to need time to heal, just like with, with everything else. You're going to need time to heal. Um, so don't think just because you're you feel emotion in this, that there's something wrong. Just you're just going to have to make the decision. And basically kind of stick to it <laughs> like that's really the best way to handle it, because if you keep going back and forth, you're going to confuse yourself. So, um, and make yourself, you're going to stress yourself out even more, but if you really feel like he's given up, um, then you're fighting a battle that you can't win. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. if you are genuinely ready to move on, then you have to make the first step, which is going to be hard, but everything else will fall into place over time, including your emotions. 
So that's a, <laughs> that's also another thing. Um, Cause you're going to have, sometimes you're going to have blowback some, especially if, you know, your significant other is like popular or loved or, you know, like um, if there's a lot of family involved, of course you're going to, you might get some blowback. And um, so yes, being, being prepared for a response for that is definitely good. You don't want to give your business um, cause don't, don't nobody deserve your business. Yeah. Um, uh, so I would say that's another thing looking, uh, going back to what I said, as long as you, you're steadfast in your decision, then yeah. that's all that matters. Just focus on that. Outside of that, I think people are just being nosy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. if people say, oh, well, I hope you get back yes, together. Um, cause I've definitely heard that. Well, I hope you get back together. I would say, right. um, well, um, what I'm focusing on is my happiness. And if that leads yeah. to us getting back together, then that's great. But right now I'm focusing on my happiness. Yeah. That, that well, seems to be the default response. I hope you get back together. Being together yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing. Cause it's interesting. I feel like within our societies, like we don't, we don't value happiness. Like we kind of devalue that. Like we, we've, it's like if when you actually want to do something that you're happy doing, like, why are you right. doing that? You should be focused on money or you should be focused on this. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, that spills over into everything in your life. Yes. That, that include that's your marriage. That's your relationship with friends. That's your, your relationship with your kids, your, your yeah. parents, siblings, all that stuff that spills over because that's that's negativity that you're holding on to. So yes. at the end of the day, even if you do decide to stay in a marriage, you still have to decide, okay, if I stay in this, am I going to be happy or am I going to be miserable? And yeah. do I want my kids seeing me happy or miserable? And you now, so you, so you, uh, you always have to remember why you're doing this and yeah. keep that as your goal is this is what makes me happy. And I think I mentioned this before, like, I remember talking to actually had kind of like a casual friend acquaintance come to me and with the exact same scenario. Um, She, you know, she knew that. uh, Well, she had had just mentioned that my husband and I had had separated or I think we might have divorced by that time. And then she said, like, she didn't want to get into my business, but she was just like, well, at the end of the day, are you happy? Yeah. And that is such I mean. That's an awesome question as opposed to, well, I hope, you know, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, well, you're going to get back together. Like, cause yeah. that is the goal. Like, and that is a profound question. Like if someone walks up to you and says, are you happy? Can you genuinely say that? Yes. So just and whatever decision you make either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The phrase fight for your family. That's the one. That's uh, the one that drives me crazy. Cause what does that, that mean? And that's- that's what's crazy because you, divorced or not, you're still a family. There's still that biological tie. So there's, you're still going to be a family. It's just that the, the dynamic changes, just like with any family. I mean, you could say, um, you know, just to throw in an example, like, like say you have a military family where one of, one of them is uh, uh, the husband or the wife is in the military, has to be gone for a year. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that that family family dynamic is wrong? 
like you you I mean, it's, it's kind of like the same scenario. As long as yeah, you yeah. work together as a family unit, then you're still a family. You know, you just have to make right. it work. So this is how I grew up. Like once my parents were divorced, mm-hmm. you know, I was with my, I was with my grandparents, but they were my father's parents. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, my mom still came around. It was just like, nothing happened. My, my father yeah. never came around. Like, but we were always over my grandparents' house. And that was, you know, that was my father's parents. But so, you know, we we had like that family dynamic of, okay, you're divorced, but so what? Like you can come over for dinner and yes. it, it so, wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So I, I like that you say that. I'm glad I kept recording because I like what you said earlier, that you're still going to be a family. Like, yes, the the legal part of this relationship has ended. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have any legal ties to each other anymore to some extent. I mean, you got mm-hmm. kids. But the family is still in place. So there still has to be some family structure, some conversations you need to have about what family events and gatherings look like for the rest of your life because you know, you, you have these kids and yeah. the kids are for gonna are, are forever going to connect you. So that is probably some of the planning (laughs) that people don't think about, you know, once the relationship ends and we go our separate ways, well, you don't always go your separate ways. Yeah. So what does the future look like for this family unit now that we are not a couple anymore? Yeah. And even, you know, not even just family, like maybe you have friends that you Mm -hmm. have a couple friends and they have events and you're like, well, who's going to show up to that? And, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. I mean, those are all things to consider. Not saying that you should, you know, stay in the relationship because you have all these ties or whatever at the end of the day, again, going back to your goal, but, but it's still something to consider. Like, how is this going to look moving forward and be prepared for it? Like, if you're going to see him at a family function or, or at a couple's thing, just be mentally prepared for it. Make yeah. it work. So I guess the next thing for her is really once she has made this decision, this is the next hurdle, unfortunately, is <laughs> kind of handling his response. And then you have once you once that has settled, once that dust is settled, mm-hmm. um, then you start working towards the future. Um, and how your family dynamic is going to work. Because what does the future you, look like? Yes, what, is the, yes. what is the vision for this, this new family construct? Yes, exactly. Because you can work on it together. It's just that, I mean, like I said, in the beginning, it might be a little tricky because there are more raw feelings involved in the beginning. And even with my separation in the beginning, it was, it was hard in the beginning. There were a lot of, there were a lot of tears and, and there's a lot of screaming and anger, but we're great now, but you just have to get past that initial part. Cause you know, I, I don't know, obviously everything about her life, but um, you know, you just, once you get past that, um, just again, keep, keep your eyes on the prize yeah. and everything will make sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for your input. I know she thanks you. As I said, this was a special request. She had listened to the episode a few times. She wrote in. Um, I asked her if um, I think I asked her if she wanted me to use it as an MC Q&A. And she's like, absolutely. I want I, and I would love to hear from the panel. So thank you for being available. It's too bad we couldn't all be together like last time. But um, yeah. 
I know yeah. she appreciates your input and hearing from you directly. So thank you for making time for uh, our listener. Okay. I appreciate it. And I wish her all the best. Sincerely. So emotional. Thank you for your letter. Thank you for your bravery. I'm proud of you for reaching out. I thank you for reaching out and trusting me and the confidants with this question. So I want to leave you with a few things myself, of course. I want you to really take time to heal. I want you to really allow yourself, just as the confidants have said, give yourself the, the freedom to to mourn and be emotional as you should for something like this, okay? There are um, maybe six things I want you to try to journal um, or make a little checklist for yourself and make sure that you do. And one of those things is to not feel like you have to be strong for others. Now, that's the one of the main things we hear people say in the grieving process is be strong. You know, when we experience loss or what feels like loss, when we experience any of those, like I said, any of the more than 40 life events that feel like death or feel um, as hard as death and cause us to grieve, you know, feeling like a loss. One of the main things people will tell you is to be strong. Right. Be strong for the people around you. People are probably going to tell you to be strong for your boys. Don't feel like you have to be strong. It's probably better for them to see you mourn and grieve and also heal and repair than to pretend that you're fine, right? And so one of the ways that you can do this is to invite them to your therapy sessions because another thing people are going to tell you is to, you know, give yourself some, some time and grieve alone. I don't want you to grieve alone. I want you to surround yourself with a tribe of people who will allow you to cry and be emotional and not feel like you have to hold back, like you have to be strong. So find those people who are willing to just let you lean on their shoulder and cry. Okay. And so I was saying to take your um, boys with you to therapy because it's a good idea for them to see you go through this process, to see you mourn, but also see that you're putting in the work to rebound and heal. There's no better representation they can get than to actually see you go through that. So consider that as well. Um, I don't want you to rush the healing process. There's no time limit or restriction. There's no timeline. We always hear people say that time heals all wounds. Um, yes, sometimes things do get better with time, but not always. You know. We can probably think of some people in our lives who've been grieving for years, right? Grieving for decades even. So when does that time kick in? You know, there's no, there's no time limit. There's no timeline with your healing. So don't rush it. Give yourself um, all the time that it takes to heal. I don't want you to replace the loss that you're feeling with any additional activities. You know, I don't want you to start to try to distract yourself by keeping busy. I don't want you to um, start any new, I mean, you know, I don't want to say don't dive into, into anything that brings you joy, but if it starts to feel like a distraction, if it starts to feel like you are doing these activities to avoid dealing with the loss, 
dealing with the um, the divorce, then just pay particular attention to that. There is something that we um, refer to in grief recovery as STIRBS. It's an acronym. That's S-T-E-R-B, short-term energy releasing behaviors. So be aware of that. Be cognizant of that. If you find that you are doing anything more than you would normally do it, and you're finding that you're doing it, you know, to distract yourself, just be aware and recognize that that means you are really grieving and you need to, you know, put some time and attention into recovering from that grief. And the last thing is I want you to rest, you know, rest repairs. And it's a good way to make sure that you aren't, um, doing those stirbs, doing too much of any one or several activities to distract yourself from the healing process. And then after all that, if you decide that you do really need some formal recovery method, the grief recovery method, I'm here. I will be starting new cohorts every month working through the grief recovery method with clients. And I am happy to answer any questions you have. You are already um, you know, proactive in reaching out and sending this email. I applaud that. And again, I'm here if you have any additional questions or need any additional support. Okay. So we are going to end the episode there. My sincere thanks again to Tiffany and Renee for joining me in giving this MCQ&A some attention. I hope that the rest of my MCs get something out of this as well. I'd love to hear from you. Always welcome to your MCQ&A questions. We haven't done it in a while, so this actually felt good. I love, you know, connecting with you all one-on-one. So thank you for that opportunity, emotional. <laughs> Everyone have a great weekend, a great week, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.